0: This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So
1: pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Hey, lovely listeners. Are you as obsessed with my co-host as I am? Who am I kidding? Of course you are. So for even more herbal goodness, make sure you're following thinningoftheveil.apothecary on Instagram and check out Shale's website at thinningoftheveilapothecary.com. Here you'll find her gorgeous blog, herbal offerings, consultation information, and a beautiful community that grows bigger every day. You don't want to miss this journey. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. See you online. Welcome back, witches, to Ouija Boards and Midnight Margs. I'm joined today by an extra special guest, my lovely co-host. Me! (laughs) (laughs) And... This is a long anticipated herb corner. This is an herb corner that we planned back in December that keeps getting shunted around because we've had weird life things happening. But I'm super excited to talk to you today
0: about psychic herbalism.
1: I don't even know what that means. I'm
0: excited to learn from you. Well, I guess it's more like herbalism to invoke the psychic. Now that I told you earlier, it's psychic herbalism. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's what it actually is.
1: <laughs> so it's herbs that help you connect to your own intuition, then herbs hey, that are your own opening, psychic like ability, third eye opening.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm excited. Uh, I'm what are you drinking? Too. So tonight it's a nice cozy Saturday night, um, and I spent the day shopping with my lovely cousin. And so it's just one of those nights you want to wind down and I'm having some lovely jasmine tea, and I have this really cool mug that I got in Alaska because I went dog mushing. Oh, cute. And it says keep calm and mush on. (laughs) That's so fun.
1: I, like, that was second grade Cheyenne's dream. I think when I was a second grader, a woman had not yet won the Iditarod Hmm. And so that was my, like, that's what I told everyone I was going to do. We literally have pictures of me with my Springer spaniel.
0: I love that.
1: Attached to like, it's like summertime in Michigan. And I'm in full snow gear with like a fuzzy fur lined hood with the <laughs> Springer spaniel on a harness. And I just like, we ran around the yard all day for that's like so hours. Sweet. I'll find that picture.
0: I have it. I still think you should do it. You should just go run the editor on. I should.
1: Yeah. Me and Willie.
0: Yeah. Willie would crush it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She'll get so many ice balls in her toes.
0: Yeah. That's why they wear little booties. You'll be fine. (laughs) Little (laughs) booties. What are you gonna do? I'm
1: gonna derail us really quickly. I'm drinking a springtime tea blend of nettle and oat straw and I was gonna say if it basil. doesn't have nettle in it
0: I was gonna be really upset <laughs> yeah
1: no nettle is the first ingredient it's nettle oat straw tulsi basil spearmint and there's one other herb in here that I'm not remembering
0: Ooh, that sounds so green and yummy
1: it is the spearmint is not overwhelming I'm not usually a huge spearmint fan Me like neither. I, I, I much prefer peppermint but um yeah it's not terrible it honestly it, it has like really comforting um like sense memories of just chewing on alfalfa yeah out like just grown up being a crazy horse girl so <laughs> right <laughs> fun fact also, your your hosts used to be crazy host girls. and I say used to be but we probably still are
0: I was actually just talking to my cousin about this today about how it like <laughs> was one of those people I don't even know if I want to admit this but I was one of those girls that would like run around the house on all fours and like actually pretend I was a horse. Like I was that that yeah. kind of horse. No, girl. my friend
1: Kaylee, my friend Kaylee and I in like fifth grade would, when we would run in gym, we would gallop and neigh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so bully. glad I'm not the only one. No, we got shit all the time for it, and I like <laughs> horses more than I cared about being bullied. So. Why are you we so weird? <laughs> <laughs> if you are a crazy horse girl and you're a witch now, let us know.
0: Oh, what if there is like a direct connection? I never even thought of that.
1: Because I feel like my friend Kaylee's kind of weird and witchy too.
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out. Weird, anyway, yeah. weird witchy horse girls unite. Weird witchy horse girls. We're gonna make a bumper sticker. It'll be oh like a Patreon that we've never created.
1: That <laughs> so, so we just have the login for oh dear lord okay uh let's draw a tarot card baby tell me what the the herbal cards have in store for us this week
0: we shall see i'm sorry again that you won't have the sexy aesthetic sound is that the right word aesthetic aesthetic here i got you does it refer to there you
1: go shuffle mine Did you see that candle flame so nuts when i I did just over here accidentally almost starting fires
0: in my house like I always do when we record yeah it just seems like a regular occurrence at this point (laughs) I should just like have the fire department on standby for you and be like so we're about to record please be aware that Cheyenne could probably light her house down her house on fire tonight so did I tell you did I tell you I uh pulled out like when I was pulling out my Halloween decorations this last fall (laughs) that I found my poor little burned raven that you torched she fucking torched it guys like literally put my little Raven fake decoration thing that actually has real feathers on it and like literally just like waved it over a candle.
1: <laughs> We're gonna start a GoFundMe to replace Shale's $7 Hobby Lobby <laughs> Raven because she's still mad about Lobby, it. How dare
0: you I would never <laughs> stop with <forward> that store.
1: <laughs> oh that's fair that's fair. Where do you get Lobby's listened, like, hey. <laughs> no Hobby Lobby sucks you're right I'm pretty sure their CEOs not nice to gay people not at all and I have no fucking patience mm-hmm. for people who are nice to gay people
0: mm-hmm. all right let's see who we draw tonight
1: this is off to a really
0: great start <laughs> oh, we oh I'm actually really excited we drew so I'm actually more excited about the herb that's on the card than the card itself so we drew this <laughs> we drew the justice card I drew justice this morning. Shut your face.
1: Not even kidding. My tarot journal is not in here, but I could prove it.
0: I believe you. I do. But look at who's on it. It's plantain, which everybody knows. Oh, I love plantain. And if you want to learn more about plantain, we have an herb corner on her along with sexy Belladonna.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right,
0: so let's see what they have to say about justice really intrigued that we drew justice today actually it just didn't seem like who i would pull out you know what
1: you know what's funny
0: <laughs> so
1: shale shale and i drew a card for shale before we started recording just randomly because of life conversations we were having and i feel like this is a follow-up card
0: mm-hmm. you know, right? <laughs> right. I'm,
1: like, I'm like she's making the, the king of uh what do we draw king of cups king of cups make a little bit more sense to me
0: maybe so all right so it says justice emerges out of the dense forest of darkness and confusion holding the crystal of light in one hand and the scales of balance in the other i am already feeling very called out (laughs) Um, (laughs) the displayed sword symbolizes the unqualified search for truth her outer cape of red represents strength and power and the inner gown of pink expresses her compassion Justice, ruled by Libra, Ooh, we have a Libra here, Yay. <laughs> represents our internal need for equilibrium. She is the faithful divine mother preserving us and maintaining our health, physical, our health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. She protects those things which are most important to us, and with her sword, she carves off what is useless and worn out. Justice is the appreciation and understanding of the laws of nature. When we are in harmony with those laws, we are protected in all ways. When we are in disharmony, pain and personal discomfort arises. Justice teaches us how through work and action, we can cultivate health from body, mind, and spirit by being discriminating in the choices we make for ourselves. She wants us, she wants to take us toward our innermost joy. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize, come This card was definitely directed at me. Yeah, yeah, this one's
1: for Shale. If it resonates for you, great. So this is a hundred percent Shale's card. Um, I'm going to read you this. Uh, the tattoo tarot's description of her as well. Justice shows us the value of a fair thought through and balanced decision making process. An open mind and a strong dedication to your morals are an absolute necessity when a hard decision has to be made. Justice reminds us to be patient and to stay true to ourselves when answers are unclear. The woman on the card has a decision to make. She holds a scale and lets the truth it shows guide her. She's armed with a sword but is not ready to fight yet. By her attire, you can also assume she is not interested in doing so. She is blindfolded, so she lets her heart and mind lead her forward. Do not jump to a conclusion based on emotion. Give yourself time to think through your situation fully and completely before making a decision. If your heart is being pulled in many directions, weigh your options objectively and carefully. Do not rush and do not let others bully you into making a choice. Stay true to yourself and your morals.
0: So, I also, (laughs) I'm being called out. I also forgot to mention the um, tarot deck that we are using for Herb Corner is the Herbal Tarot by Michael Tierra and Candace Canton. Um, So, all of these, along with the typical Smith Waite interpretations of the tarot, also have uh, herb associated with them. And like I said, this one has plantain. And so, it says for plantain is that it's an herb of adjustment. Um, just as plantain can remove irritation such as splinters from the body spiritually it can help one to identify and clear out inner sources of irritation congested thoughts or fixed ways will be loosened up and greater clarity will be created through this type of adjustment and rebalancing a new life can be created i love that
1: that's gorgeous do you how do you like to work with plantain because you like plantain you work with it quite a lot don't you?
0: Yes. My favorite way to use plantain is topically. Um, so it's amazing, especially it is like absolute magic for bee stings or bug bites. Um, so you can make a herbal salve out of it and then add that to your bee sting and it takes the pain away like that. And it also helps to, um, draw things out of your skin. So that's why they were talking about like splinters, So like if you still have a stinger still left in you or a splinter or something that you want to pull out of the skin, it actually helps bring it to the surface. And it's just an amazing, it's like the most, I don't know, unnoticeable little weed. It usually grows in your driveway, (laughs) but it's the most magical thing in the world. Um, And I'm pretty sure like you can even eat it. I don't know this for sure, but I think you can add it to salads and stuff like that too, if you wanted to. I might need to double check on that, but I think you can.
1: will fact check it before and edit it out. Mm-hmm. If it's wrong, if they'll kill you, you won't yeah, ever. I don't think it, it. <laughs> let me check write this second as we're thinking about it. Fact check it. I'm pretty it. sure you can't. But. That's awesome. Yeah, so despite
0: being Despite being considered a weed, the common garden plantain has edible leaves and seeds and may even provide health benefits such as improved digestion, enhanced wound healing, and lower inflammation. Nice. So, I was right. Trust my intuition. Heck yeah. Trust your intuition. <laughs> but it is good to be cautious as an herbalist, I feel like, because if you tell somebody that something's safe to eat and they eat it and die, that's on you, you know?
1: Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Don't eat anything Cheyenne tells you to eat. <laughs>
0: All right, so as we jump in, I guess we're ready to jump in, right? Yeah, let's do it. Um, So so as you saw from like our Valentine's Day episode, which was more of an herb corner as well, we're just kind of switching things up from the previous season. So when we did herb corner last season, we talked about like individual herbs themselves, where this season we're kind of talking more about uh, general themes and how herbs can be applied and kind of taking it to the next level a little bit. Um, so I just like, as I always say, herbalism is the people's medicine. And so I like the idea of covering, um, topics that can help empower people to be able to use herbs in their life more, make it more accessible. Um, yeah. And so, uh, with that, it's also important to explore not only the physical, but spiritual aspects of herbalism. And as my disclaimer that I always have to give, this is knowledge that I have gained along the way. Um, don't take it as like absolute truth. Always do your own research, your own knowledge gaining, all of the things, because um, that's just always important. And you shouldn't, I, I don't see myself as a teacher and I don't want people to see me as a teacher. I don't claim that <laughs> qualification. I just like to share knowledge that I have. So, wouldn't it be forward. so lovely if,
1: <laughs> I, don't <know> why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to cause trouble today. Um, wouldn't it be so lovely if, male podcasters who talk about nothing would also give the same disclaimer before they talk about nothing
0: yeah especially when they're just talking about really shitty things like that they don't know about and- women yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's one particular tiktok guy i'm thinking of today that keeps showing up on my for you page and he's annoying as shit you know Black. I said I didn't want to edit this, but I'll edit it tomorrow.
0: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So disclaimer out of the way, we are going to talk about herbalism to enhance or invoke psychic ability. Um. So I think before we jump into the herbalism itself, it's important to talk about the concept of psychic ability in and of itself. Um. So. I believe, and I believe Cheyenne believes that we all have psychic ability within us. It's one of those things that I feel like we're all inherently born with and have the ability to sense, but have lost it along the way, or it gets kind of like shut down through society and the frameworks of the structure that we live in. Um, But I kind of think a nice way, sorry to interrupt, but just to, um,
1: like a nice way to kind of think about psychic ability. I think because of the societal implications, people have weird reactions to that word, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on your own experiences, but I feel like you can, if you look at animals and nature and you just think about instinct as yes. just as a thing that exists, um, like that's a form of psychic ability too. And so I right. think like, like that gut reaction, that intuition, like it's not always, you know, big crystal ball gazing ladies and shells.
0: Right. Absolutely. (laughs) And actually I'm going to talk about that in a, like, that's a perfect segue. Um, but like, even I feel like having your sense of intuition, that gut feeling that guides you that in and of itself, I feel like is an element of psychic ability. It's not like, in totally. your face, like, Oh, you're seeing visions or you're a medium or something like that. But that is us responding to something that is not like inherently visible to our senses, right? Like you can't see something, you can't smell something, you can't hear it, but there's something guiding you from within that tells you which direction you should go or whether a situation you're in is like safe or not. Right. That sort of a thing. Um, But I love that you mentioned uh, nature because I think that um, that's what's something that's so beautiful about working with herbs is that uh, plants are such a good conduit to connect to the spiritual level. Um, And by like working with herbs in general, you actually have the ability to fine tune and develop your psychic ability. So thinking about things like the fact that herbs don't use our or we don't use the language of nature often. We often see ourselves as like separate from, um, but we talked about this a lot in the wild crafting episode. When we actually talked about plantain in the last herb corner, I talk a lot about um, communicating with plants. And so, you know, you can verbally out loud as if I'm talking to you right now, ask a plant, is it okay to harvest you or to take from you? Um, and I always truly believe that you'll hear something back and whether it's like audible to you or not, or it's just something that tells you in your gut that the plant is giving you a yes or no. That's literally, I feel like a level of psychic communication that we are connecting with nature in a way that you wouldn't typically think of. Um, There's also a lot of herbalists uh, that work with like journey work with plants Um, and I do recommend, um, that if you're going to do journey work, that's one of those things where you should really be aware of like your shadow and be willing to do that kind of a work and be really like informed of like how trauma shows up for you. Um, especially because journey work obviously is one of those like really deep levels of meditation that can bring up a lot of feelings and a lot of trauma may come to the surface. So, something to keep in mind if that's something you're interested in um but when you journey with plants you actually meet them in the physical plane right like you meet the spirit of a plant that you want to be working with um and so i think that's what's really amazing is it's like an opportunity to like peer behind the veil right that separates this world from the next um and meet a plant in a way that's not physical if that makes sense um so Also, when you do journey work, you're doing it through like intentional meditation and you allow yourself to let go of your ego or a linear way of thinking, right? Like time and space and all of that continuum while it's like mind boggling and hard to like (laughs) wrap your brain around. um, All of that comes interconnected when you like peer behind the veil Uh, and it allows you to be more open to receiving messages that you might not. Otherwise, when ego is like Up front, because when your ego's up front, then you're like questioning if the what the message you're receiving is actually legitimate or not. Or like you know, when a lot of people get like psychic hits or intuition, they're like, "Is this actually me, or am I like experiencing something crazy?" (laughs) You know, Uh, something like that. And so, um, I guess where people might do like a journey with a plant is if you're trying to seek out an herbal ally. Um, so you're trying to figure out like, what is that plant spirit that most connects with you? Or maybe it could be somebody at that point in time that you most need, uh, maybe like the spiritual elements or the, the things that the herb has to teach you at that point in time is what you most need to know. And will help you move towards your like highest truth. Um, so people might do that to meet a spirit on the other side and figure out who it is that they're supposed to be working with. Um, Or who they feel called to work with. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do anything or you have to do anything. (laughs) Um, Or if you're like feeling stuck about something, maybe there's like something going on in your physical body that you can't seem to find an answer for. Or like me, you might be struggling with a decision about what you should do next in life. Um, And a journey might be able to be a good way to like ask herbs for guidance. Almost like you would if you were to do ancestry work. I know a lot of people do work like that, um, where the, we'll meet their spiritual team on the other side and ask for guidance in that way. So it's literally like a super, I guess, in a very basic form, it's like a very deep intentional meditation that gets you into a state of thinking or state of mind in which you can like be more open to receiving guidance and messages, um, in a very spiritual way. Um, and Also psychic ability can happen with divination in general. So when we're, when we're, um, you know, doing things with divination, like whether it's tarot or working with a pendulum or something like that, you are tapping into that space beyond worlds, right? Like you're, you're asking for guidance or working with energy that is not of like this physical plane. I hope that this is making sense No, totally. <laughs> for people that are listening, but when you, when you work with divination, I feel like you're working to enhance your psychic ability. You're working to enhance your intuition or your, your, um, connection to your spiritual team. Um, and you're stepping into a space where you can communicate with ancestors and guides and plant spirits or whatever that looks like. So yeah, so I'll pause on rambling because I'm really curious about Cheyenne's insight on psychic ability and like what it means to you. I know you kind of started touching on it, but I'd love to hear more from you.
1: Psychic ability. Um, yeah, you know, I think I often, when I think of like psychic ability or intuition, I do, um, for me, I guess when I'm working with it, I'm working with my inner child a lot because mm-hmm. I feel like she's the one who has the skills. Yeah, that, that <laughs> um, makes like, sense. Like, those like that physical flesh memory is still, it's still in me, but it's in me in a different era of time. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times when I'm like, oops, um, when I'm like trying to make a decision or, you know, I find myself going to divination tools more often i like to kind of step back and and look through that childlike lens too of like, okay, if I take away what I know about like what society expects me to see here, what I'm supposed to be feeling or doing, and just like actually sit and ground and like think about my physical body. um, I feel like that's when, that's when intuitive messages just kind of flow through me. I um, I consider myself to be a lit witch, um, as you all know. So, I consider you to be a lit witch too. You should <laughs> so, confidently claim that title. <laughs> right. So my like divination practice, I do like stream of consciousness writing a lot, and I think that's a really good way for me to tap into it. It's part of my morning mental health routine right now. But if I'm like really struggling, I just have like a like a cheap fifty cent spiral bound notebook. I feel like it's a lot easier to tap into that. It's a lot easier to let go and get to that place of, of divine intuition and trust when you're not so focused on your tools. Like I'm not using my beautiful leather tarot journal that I write in Mm -hmm. to do stream of consciousness writing. I'm like using a college ruled spiral bound notebook and you just fucking write. And there are no rules. And when you find yourself pausing and stopping, you'd like, that's your, cue to be more present and to just continue to write until usually until you have an answer. I, I typically write until I find resolution in myself. And sometimes that's really easy. Sometimes it's like two minutes and you you find that spark and you're like, okay, great. I know how to move forward from this. And other times it's like you're sweating at it for like right. 30 minutes and you're frustrated and you're grabbing tarot cards too, because you're just not getting there. Um, but yeah, I would say my My psychic practice tends to be more, um, in that like word writing realm, but I would like to bring some herbs into that. I would like to find more ways to kind of connect to my inner knowing. I feel like I have a lot of friends who are supremely talented at this. And so I play the lazy witch game of letting other people's intuition guide me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, you know, I can, I can trust my own power a little bit more. Um, so I'm excited to see what else, uh, like what, what you talk about herbwise too, to kind of help, help those of us that maybe don't feel like we're as connected to our psychic abilities as we could be.
0: Sure. I love what you said about like reflecting on your inner child too, because I think that it's, it's really interesting when you think about, you know, children that we see that are like gifted or like, it's more obvious that they can remember a previous life, but then it like goes away after a time because they start like being shaped by the society that they're a part of. Um, and I think like, it's a cool reflection that you brought up because like, how can we think about the world more like our inner child that like just accepts that magic is real and that they can remember memories from a past life and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And letting that ego fall away sometimes i think would be a really cool exercise to like bring into your day to day yeah so
1: i i do a lot of inner child work in a lot of different ways but i do it a lot when i when i hike or i walk um because i'll find myself like like jealous almost of how my inner child would see the walk or would like participate in the nature or like there's one particular instance I'm thinking of where there's this crazy tree that's super gnarly. It's an obvious fort tree. Like eight-year-old me would have lived under this tree until I was like demanded to come home for dinner. And I think about it every time I think about, like, I think about the fairy houses I would build there. I think about like all the imagination stories. I think about all just like climbing the tree and all the different worlds that playing in this tree would open for little me. And I find myself like having these really jealous moments. And on one of these hikes, I, I like stopped myself and was like, why can't you go play under the tree?
0: Yeah. Like, I was like,
1: no, no one's there right now. Go sit under the tree, go build a fairy house, go climb it. Like there's a fucking ladder, go climb the damn tree. If you want to climb the tree. And it's, it's just like, it's those moments too, of just like, like letting yourself live, <laughs> right. Right. Um, I
0: think it's really important too. So oh, I love that. Well, so I guess it's step into the herb support for this. Um, I mean, obviously like psychic ability really comes from the brain. That's how we most know it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. so I think something that can also help to enhance Psychic ability is like obviously supporting a healthy cognitive function, having a healthy brain. Um, and so also um when we sit in meditation or we do things like journey work or we get into a space where we're doing focused divination. Um, that's also a, a slowing down of the electrical frequency of your brain waves, right? Like your brain waves are actually going into a state where Um, it's, it's like allowing yourself to be able to connect or to be present with the divine. It's almost like the same kind of state that you're in when you're dreaming. Um, so helping to ensure that that brain function can happen and that you can move between those different types of electrical frequencies, I think is also really important if you're wanting to like improve this ability. Um, so of course I'm always going to start with the nutritive herbs because you should always be bringing as much nourishment to your body as you absolutely can. And so when you're bringing out overall wellness to your body, um, that helps alleviate things like disease that comes from like chronic stress, right? Like we think about adrenal fatigue and how that like can actually cause like disconnection, and you start shutting down, or maybe you don't want to be as focused or you, um, your brain's just an overdrive, right? So, Bringing nourishment back to the body. Um, so, obviously, nourishing herbs are like those um, beautiful, lovely, like weedy green herbs that are super wild. So, nettle. So, you're already on the way, um, yes. Cheyenne, with your spring tonic there. Oat straw is also a really good nutritive herb. Oat straw is actually um, what's really cool about oat straw too is it's um, a nervine, so it works on your nervous system, especially if you have things like anxiety or adrenal fatigue. So it's an awesome powerhouse for people that might be experiencing those sorts of discomforts. Um, Also things like uh, chickweed, which will be popping up here soon. Um, Yeah, a lot of those like really springy things that we think about a lot um, are considered nourishing herbs. Um, Also uh, herbs that are good for just brain tonics. And so when we say tonic in herbalism, that's like something that's really nourishing. Like it's like a tonic for the heart is something that's like super nourishing, especially for the heart. The herbs have an affinity for it, if that makes sense. Um, so brain tonic herbs include things like rosemary. So when we actually talked about rosemary in a previous herb corner, we talked a lot about how she helps to support the brain. Um, other things are, uh, basil, which is so yummy. Um, a lot of like kitchen herbs, So like sage or cinnamon um, are really good. They're also really warming. They're bringing like a lot of comfort. Um, And then an herb that's also near and dear to my heart is lemon balm. It brings in like this really sunshiny, happy energy that can help bring you out of states of like anxiety or overwhelm as well. Um, and then herbs that help calm the mind, obviously. So when our mind's in overdrive, it's obviously hard to like get into a space of meditation or to slow down the brain waves and the electrical frequencies to try to get into a state of um connection. So again, those are called nervine herbs. And so herbs that help to alleviate anxiety um and help us to bring us more like inward to ourselves, um, are things like oastdragon, lavender. Damiana. I love, 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 love Damiana. Um, skull cap. It's funny because it's in its name. Um, herbalists like to refer to it as literally a cap for your skull. So when you have those like racing thoughts at night and you can't get to sleep, uh, skull cap is one of those that you can just like incorporate into your nightly routine that will help to get rid of those. You know, it's interesting.
1: Thoughts. I didn't, um, I didn't think about this when you initially asked me about just psychic ability and, and divination but um I I totally missed like like dream work and I'm someone who's always been a really vivid dreamer like I fully had like an imaginary land it's called mulberry that I went to as a child I love that. <laughs> that I like I have really lucid dreams I can if I want to have a dream I can have that dream and so I I think I do a lot of divination work without realizing it mm-hmm. um in sleep, um, and I feel like I work through a lot of I work through a lot of trauma in dream work and sleep, which is just interesting to like actually connect the dots on. It's so funny. <laughs> just all the ways that you do witchcraft before you realize you're doing witchcraft too, like totally War. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, no, you've been doing that for a long time.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but my stepdad and I used to have conversations in the morning, he would ask me like, what I did, like what happened in Mulberry and there were specific characters. I would love to actually sit down and have a conversation with him and see what he remembers of any of this. But there were like always specific characters I was interacting with. Like it always looked the same. There was like a town square.
0: I wonder if this place is real. I was gonna say, or it could make a really cool novel where you bring all of these like characters. How have things. I never considered writing that
1: <laughs> as an actual novel?
0: I oh, claim royalties when you publish this book that I dedicated. gave you the idea.
1: It'll be <laughs> dedicated to you. I- I'll accept that. I'll and Russ, cause it would be rude to not, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs>
0: split a dedication.
1: Him, I guess. Fine, whatever. <laughs> Sorry are youreeing us
0: again? but I'm love I love that you brought up um dreaming. It's almost like you're being psychic right now with I know I feel like sometimes forward.
1: I am <laughs> or like um, we call that being on the same love level. like yes, like it's something my partner and I like started as an inside joke with us, but I've extended it to all of my friends and family too, where it's like, no, that's like we're on the same love level. you It's like a rid- or you have the same thought or you both like you you jinx each other or you like both come home with the same kind of dinner. Like it just happens. It happens all the time. We're oh using our psychic abilities all the goddamn time.
0: Well, and the other thing I love about same love level is like literally love is the energy of the earth. Right. So yeah. when you're on the same love level, you're like connecting. You're into like higher energy. everything. Yeah. Oh, cute. <laughs> I love it. But the reason why I'm excited you brought up dreaming is because that's another way you can incorporate herbs is to craft a dream pillow. So you can literally like stuff a little pillow with an herb that you're connecting with. Um, Or you can like sleep with them by your bedside or put them under your pillow. Um, I've heard that some people will put it like on a shelf above their bed or like under their bed even. Uh, But it's such a good way to intentionally ask the herb to help to like step into your subconscious because they're literally like sharing that space with you while you're sleeping. Uh, and like, it's a good way to ask them for messages that they might be able to bring you. And And it's interesting that you talk about like doing divination in your sleep, because I feel like, um, I'm almost the same way where I feel like I get a lot more messages and guidance through dreams. And it's, it makes sense. Like you're in a, 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 brainwave state that allows you to be more open, right. Or more fluid. So messages can come through easier. And a lot of different societies also talk about the fact that, uh, you're almost like leaving your physical body when you dream, that's where like concepts like astral projection come up or, uh, people feel like, Uh, beings from the other side whether it's ancestors or other types of beings from beyond the veil are more easily able to cross over a threshold when you're sleeping because you're you're almost seen as being between worlds when you're dreaming which is also like really hard to wrap your mind around because it's like I'm literally just like passed out in bed but like (laughs) yeah happening in the brain when you're dreaming um it's wild it really is
1: you could study sleep and dreams forever and still not like there's so oh, much we yeah. don't understand about what the brain does when we're asleep.
0: Totally. And you can also work with herbs that actually have a special affinity for the dream world. So lavender is one of those, which is really interesting that it's also one of those things that brings you into a state of calm and it almost can be helped can be something that helps to invoke like sacred space with the, the aromatic aspect of it, but also mugwort is really known for like having a, an affinity for the dream world. It also has an affinity for the moon. It's got those silvery under colored leaves. Um, and mugwort also, when you think about like goddess energy, it has an affinity for like all three versions of the goddess, whether it's maiden crone or mother, um, so it kind of is always moving in between those elements of the goddess, if that makes sense too. Yeah.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Mugwort's just a special little freaking herb. I love her. Oh, I
1: think that's what else is in here.
0: Oh, that makes sense. That's yeah. a really good blend. I'm digging that.
1: It's from, it's from a local Denver gal. I'll link it in the show notes. Cause okay. I've had a couple of her teas
0: and I really like them. Yeah. That one's very like spring and magical. It's very maiden. I like it. That's that. Yeah. It's like a Bridget blend. Mm, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so also other ways that you can call upon herbs to enhance psychic abilities is using herbs themselves. Like I kind of just touched on this, but to create sacred space or allow ourselves to like be open to the other side. Um, so first of all, it's like, you know, clearing a space so that there's not clutter or things that are going to distract you. Obviously, if you want to move into a state of sacredness and you're like looking at a stack of dishes or something, like even if you're kind of like a messy girl like me, like you're still not going to feel like completely settled if your environment is not. Um, You can also hang herbs um, in, in the space that you're working in or around your home um, I have seen a lot of, um, other practicing herbalists and cir- circles that I work with that once they have a really cool connection with an herb, they'll actually hang it in their home so that it's like a way to like pass into a room and see them and reconnect in that way. Um, or like it can be hung in a space where it's like a, a, a focal point. So like, if you're trying to meditate and you want something to focus on, you can like see the herb that you're wanting to connect with. Um, burning sacred smoke. Obviously, I think this is one of those that uh, a lot of people are really familiar with when they're wanting to drop into a more sacred space or a more um, open space of connection. So uh, in um, indigenous European traditions, herbs like mugwort or vervain are also considered like really sacred for opening up that that kind of space. Um, and also, you uh, because this was originally designed to come out around yule one thing that i have learned that i wanted to pass along is that pine resin is also something that's really considered sacred um especially around the time of yule when we're moving into winter and it's one of those herbs that's like still you know in presence when the rest of the world has kind of died away for the winter pine resin still there um and so You can also use wands that are made out of pine resin from a tree that has died suddenly and all of the, or all of the resin has moved to the root. You'll find them in a stump. Um, It's called pitchwood sometimes, or I think the. I have a really charred stick of it. Yeah. I think the Scandinavian term for it, isn't it like tarvid, tarvid or something like that? Yeah. Tarjavid or there's. I I apologize if I'm butchering that. I
1: don't pronounce it correctly either, but it starts with a T. And there's yeah, a couple of these. That's one of the
0: things that my father also showed me for- foraging really early on in life. Um, and it was really cool because we do have Scandinavian ancestry to come to find out that it's actually something that's used in divination in ancient Scandinavian culture, which I was like, wow, that's a cool way to see that connection.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna light mine a little bit, get a little bit of that magic going.
0: Um, And then also you can use herbs to create herbal oils and particularly ritual oils, right? When you want to use them to connect with your divination tools or to cleanse your tools or to like um, invoke extra energy into your tools and something that you're trying to pull out of your divination work, you can align an oil with that. So like, obviously if you're wanting to invoke more of a romantic, element or maybe self-love into your divination, you can use rose oil, or if you are trying to enhance psychic ability, perhaps you dress your candles with rosemary oil or something like that and incorporate that into your ritual. Um, So something to also point out about herbs that have an affinity for psychic ability is that a lot of them are also the same herbs that are used for things like purification or cleansing and especially protection.
1: Um, I don't
0: think that that's a coincidence by any means, uh, because especially when we're using our psychic ability, this is a state of deep sacredness and deep vulnerability as well, right? Like we're really opening ourselves up physically, spiritually, emotionally to other beings of any kind, essentially. Um, so like thinking about mediums, like our medium friends, right. When they can potentially their physical body can actually become like a channel who they're trying to invoke, that's a deep state of vulnerability to be in. And so to also have herbs allies on hand that can help protect you, I think is so important. Um, And along with that, it's also important to obviously have strong boundaries. So when you are thinking about invoking sacred or invoking psychic ability, it's important to think through what those boundaries are. And you can also call upon herbal allies to help Um, be protective forces around those types of boundaries so yeah that's so cool
1: I love the accessibility of herbs yes it's one of my favorite things too (laughs) like just the accessibility and the versatility and just that like you're really able to create like an a la carte experience for your own magic based on your intuition and your connection and your geographical location. <laughs> like, um, I, I just, I really appreciate all of that really tactile knowledge that we take from these. Um, cause now I'm, I'm over here thinking about like, Oh, I should, I should make a little dream pillow. Like that would be such a good just such a good mindful exercise to take part in and it's not it's not a hard one like it's right. not hard to do
0: or even something as simple as like the the herbs that we've mentioned having them in a tea before you go to bed yeah and sitting with that cup of tea and really connecting with the herbs that are in it and saying to them like i'm calling upon you um, with gratitude to help bring me guidance and messaging as I go into the dream world and help bring me through that dream world. Or, you know, that's a really beautiful way to just take a few minutes to be intentional with your tea, first of all, but then secondly, to be able to connect with them in a much more, um, powerful way.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Ooh, excuse me. I always like, <laughs> I was about to say something really sweet and then I burped. So real cute. Um, I just always leave these conversations feeling really connected and inspired, which is what I love about, um, about having a partner and a co-host who is an herbalist because I get, again, lazy witch. I have my medium <laughs> friends. I have my herbalism friends. I'm like, I do a stream of consciousness writing. Like That's still inspired. so funny. Though. <laughs> and I feel like
0: you also, you're, Yeah, like for me, my lazy for me as a lazy witch too, like I don't know jack shit about tarot and you're developing such a like passion for it and so much knowledge around it. Like I definitely lean on you a lot. So I feel like also your stream of consciousness could can't say that word. word I feel like that really is a way of you like refining your own skills too, like what you're learning in tarot probably comes through in that type of writing. And you're like, just processing it, you know, where some people might not do it that way. No, it definitely does. It's cool. It's just,
1: it's one of those, like, I love collecting this like multi-talented coven of creatures, including our listeners. Like we just have so many interesting people who hang out on the internet with us. And I'm just always so grateful to learn from all of you, but in particular, you today.
0: (laughs) You're so sweet. (laughs) Uh, And actually, speaking of tea blends, I have put together a little tea blend um, for enhancing psychic ability that I want to share with you all. Yes, please. Yeah. So this is something that I just kind of came up with. Um, So if it tastes like crap, I apologize, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't feel like it should. (laughs) Um, So it's. I'm going to give it to you in parts. And so what parts mean in herbal speak is like the unit of measurement you use. So if you're going to use a teaspoon, two parts would be two teaspoons, two teaspoons. Right. So it is two parts oat straw. So of course we have to start with a nutritive herb so that we're building that base. And again, oat straw is good for feelings of anxiety or stress. And it's a good nervine to help bring us into that sense of calm. It's also a very sexy herb. I love, oat straw. um, but just as a, a small disclaimer, if folks do have a gluten sensitivity, um, oat straw is actually the plant that is used, um, for oats. So some people have, who have a gluten sensitivity have been known to have reactions to it. It's not um everybody but just something to keep in mind so maybe if you do have something like that just you know be be cautious with it um and of course if it causes a reaction or something like that don't continue to (laughs) to work with it um or some people that are maybe a little bit more sensitive um maybe can work with it but maybe for shortened periods of time so oat straw is one of those that a lot of people will use in like overnight infusions and stuff because it's nutritive um but maybe you just can't use it as long, or you have to take breaks in between, or something like that. So, of course, be your own guide, be your own listener of your intuition, and see your how your own advocate. Right, see how it works within your body.
1: The word call. Um,
0: <laughs> right. You can't love yourself. How the hell are you gonna expect anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> um, the next part is one part elderflower, so elderflower and elderberry is that herb that is especially prominent during the time of Samhain when we're moving in between worlds. Um, And uh, I think elderflower is just kind of a little bit more of an accessible way to work with the elder plant. Um, So one part elderflower, a half a part mugwort. So we talked a lot about her tonight. Um, A half a part rose. So rose is one of those that I think is just one that invokes the sacred, especially the sacred feminine. And if we're trying to connect with like goddess energy, and that goes for um, people who identify as male and female, I think there's always something beautiful about bringing in sacred feminine into psychic work and wanting to connect deeper. Um, And then a quarter part rosemary to bring some of that cognitive love and then a quarter part mint which also is known as being a tonic for the brain and the mint is kind of um an enhancer of all of this it helps kind of activate all of the herbs coming together so yeah maybe give it a go and you're obviously welcome to get creative with it and you know, if some parts of it maybe need to be cut out or added to, feel free to do that. That's what's so fun about being an herbalist is bringing all of these beautiful allies together in a way that works for you. So yeah,
1: it's funny. I've been thinking about this probably more than I I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but if card, I've just, I've just been trying to think of like what my cardamom is, right? So like, if cardamom is your king, mm-hmm. rosemary is mine, right? And I just, I finally put words to it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. She's your ally.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's your beautiful ally.
1: She's so pretty. I love her. I say that as I literally put my, I finally killed my Rosemary that I brought in from the patio to keep in the house. And rosemary's kind of hard to keep alive in the house. I think. It really is. She likes
0: to be outdoors.
1: Yeah. So I kept her by the door and she was doing well for a while. And then like springtime of happened but it's like not warm enough for her to live outside and she's dead now so
0: nah r.i.p it's just a but chapter
1: it is i can, I can <laughs> use i can use what is left of her to burn sacred smoke so yeah we'll, absolutely. we'll still we'll still connect and hang and it'll be fine but anyway <laughs> 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 what herb is your kink People in the comments, I want to know.
0: I want to know also.
1: What's your favorite herbal ally? We should do like a story an Instagram story question. It's like, like what herbal allies are are people leaning on? Because I would be curious to
0: see what people respond with. And I'm always curious if there's like an herbal ally that like sticks with you for a long period of time. Um, Or if you tend to have herbal allies come through seasonally. Cause I feel like that's the way it is a lot for me yeah. where I don't really have an herb that sticks with me all of the time. It's usually like somebody that comes through when I need them most. Um, and honestly, like when I think about herbal allies, this is really interesting, but whenever somebody asks me like, who's your herbal ally? The image that always comes through is foxglove, which is funny because oh. he's obviously not she's a poisonous plant. Right. Yeah. Um, And I want to work with her so badly, like have her in my garden and stuff like that, but I have pets and she's like really toxic to pets. Like your dog can eat like a bite of it and have a heart attack right away. So, and I do know that like back in the day that foxglove was actually used to help with heart conditions and stuff. I don't think it's really I think it might be kind of similar to Belladonna, where if it's like in a very controlled environment, you can extract certain constituents from it um, that maybe could be used medicinally, but obviously you want to be working with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Um, but Fox lives such a freaking like magical fairy plant. Like if you Ooh, she's all like your one that it, got away. She really is. And like she always is like there kind of beckoning to me. But I'm like, I don't really know how to work with you other than. Um, I have recently from, um, Bane folk who makes a lot of really cool, um, like poisonous plant flower essences. Ooh. Uh, I have purchased a fox love one from them. So I'm like, maybe that's a cool way that I can work with her, but so I don't know why she always pops up.
1: Tell me about how you would use, uh, like a
0: poisonous essence. So a flower essence is like such a diluted form of. So working it would be okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, there a couple ways that people do it. I think sometimes people actually do include the flower in the essence. So a flower essence is basically made when you put a flower in water and it let it like solar, um, infuse the water with the, it's literally the energetic essence of the plant. So you're not like ingesting any of the plant itself. Um, and then that water is then uh, mixed with alcohol to like preserve the essence of it. So you're preserving the energetic element of the plant. Okay. If that makes sense? Cool. But yeah, sometimes yeah. people do it too, where they just put the glass of water near the plant Next to, to it. it. So just to be like really careful because you can still capture the energy that way as well. but yeah, yeah, so that that's kind of how it works. but. Again, not recommending that anyone does that unless you know what you're doing with a poisonous plant. I just feel like I have to be like very clear about that. Yeah.
1: No, we, uh, yeah, we're not responsible for irresponsible plant management. Right. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is lovely. I, yeah, I feel like I have so many, I, I have things I want to try now, which is fun. Yay.
0: We have to share your journey with us. Like if you make a little dream pillow, definitely- I know I should. I have
1: really been wanting to keep. You know, it's funny. One of the reasons I haven't kept a dream journal, I have a weird photographic memory. I just I, I remember stuff if I read it, I remember it. Like I can memorize songs after hearing them once. It's like my weird superpower. Um, and so I've always kind of felt because I do feel very skilled in the like actual art of lucid dreaming I feel like <laughs> I haven't wanted to keep a journal because I almost feel like it's cheating because I feel like I'm choosing the narrative before I jump in oh funny <laughs> you know where I'm like but I, yeah. I feel like that's that's the wrong way to look at it and I should I should be keeping a more detailed journal after sleeping of what happens when I'm there because I'm picking where I'm going typically or like if I want right. to about a situation, but I'm not necessarily paying as much attention to that as
0: I could be. So it would be be nice to
1: combine that with an herb.
0: Yeah. And you know what I kind of see that as is it's almost like a manifestation of your creativity. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Like it's literally coming through in this like lucid state of your, your creativity, almost like taking a life of its own and working through you in your dream state. Yeah. So it's not cheating. Manifestation of creativity. You're right. And it's there's a your superpower.
1: superpower. It literally is. It because is. Absolutely. If you, you have ever woken up from a corny dream <laughs> that didn't finish the way you needed it to, you've woken up prematurely and you're mad about it, you can go back. You can just. You can go right back and finish it's fine there you go so I, I need to be yeah <laughs> i just i just need i need to own this like this superpower because it is 100 yeah. and i should i should hone it and write the stupid book coolly all right maybe my brain does not i just bragged about my brain being magical and then was like i've never considered writing that down <laughs> As, as an aspiring novelist that's embarrassing whatever uh, yeah. Was that a perwitch and slip? I think your perwitch and slip, I would like to give everyone a really like, like a legit homework perwitch and slip. Ooh. We haven't and done like, that my, before. like myself too. Like my perwitch and slip, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a dream pillow and I'm going to keep a dream journal and in the next herb corner show will hold me accountable and I'll tell you a story. Ooh, Hope, hopefully an interesting one.
0: <laughs> I like that actually. Yeah. And if you have anything to share folks that are listening um if you decide to work with an herb in a dream like way let us know if you keep them by your bedside or make a dream pillar or whatever i'm super curious but yeah so yeah your
1: and slip is to tap into your psychic abilities with the help of the herbal ally of your choosing in whatever manner you see fit
0: and report back let us know Yes. And part of your prohibition too, is don't feel like you have to use an herb that necessarily has an affinity for the dream world or something like that. If you feel called to work with somebody in particular, there's a reason for that. And they have just as much ability to connect with you in your dreams. So if you feel like connecting with Hawthorne, <laughs> go for it. Heck yeah. Go forth and dream, witches. And cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers.